There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. What is the hump of the hump dirt today? Oh, my gosh, ladies. Well, we are over the hump of the hump, and then now we're going to be talking about Red Table Talk. That is Jada Pinkett Smith's Facebook watch series, and Bobby Brown is their guest today. And he believes that Nick Gordon was responsible for not only Bobby Christina Brown's death, but also Whitney Houston's. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Well, they did both die the exact same way in a bathtub, drowned. Yeah. So Bobby Brown says that he's of the opinion that Nick Gordon, now, by the way, Nick Gordon passed away at the age of 30 last year of a Mm -hmm. heroin overdose, that he supplied both Bobby Christina and Whitney with the drugs that killed them because he was asked about this uh, and he said of uh, Nick Gordon that he was the only one there with both situations with my ex-wife and mm-hmm. my daughter and to your point Lori they, they died. both yeah died the same way in a bathtub in mm-hmm. the bathtub and what I geez I guess I guess they did try and go after him Yes, for Chris, for Bobby Christina, yeah, he was did. a person of interest. Yes, he was. But they couldn't prove anything. Right, right. Now, uh, Bobby Brown goes on to say, "I think this is my opinion of who I think this young man was being around my daughter and being around my ex-wife." Bobby Brown further speculates that Nick Gordon allegedly was abusive and controlling to Bobby Christina, and he said of his late daughter, she unfortunately was stuck in a relationship, an abusive relationship with a boy that basically controlled her to the point where her life was taken. Mm-hmm. And and Whitney brought him into their house when he yep. was like seven and Bobby Christina was like four mm-hmm. and they were raised like brother and sister. And so he I don't know what kind of traumatic thing that he had going on. That, right. Uh, you know, that she came in and took him, you know, and brought him into the family. And it's just such a sad, this, terrible This is such story. a tr- really and truly when you think of all the pieces Oh, of all three of those people. Yeah, you know, and Bobby Brown talking about this interview that mm. he wanted to meet with uh, Nick Gordon before to talk about this kind of stuff. But Bobby Brown said that because he was in rehab when Gordon passed away, they didn't have a chance to talk about some things. And then uh, this broke in November that Bobby Brown's son, Bobby Brown Jr., passed away oh uh, in a drug issue in November oh. of 2020. So, you know, Bobby Brown says he's focused on moving forward. He's like, it's rough. It's yeah. still rough. I think about it every day. And he said that, you know, 
as much as possible. He says, I'm keeping it away from me as much as possible because I couldn't do nothing then and I can't do anything now. Oh. So were, were the ladies like, uh, was it a good guy? Was it Jada and her mom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Red I, bet, tape I bet they were great together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can go and watch that on Facebook. Watch, uh, you know, after the dirt alert mm-hmm. or maybe after 6 p.m. when the show is done. <laughs> right. Uh, Larry King's estranged wife, Sean, is asking to be the executor of Larry King's estate today. Sean King is petitioning to become the executor after being excluded from his revised will. Oh, well, that doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound like she's going to get it. No. So court documents obtained by People.com show that Sean filed for a petition of probate, a move that would both ensure the original will's validity and enabled her to be appointed as personal representative to administer the estate of the deceased. So Sean's request is based off of Larry King's 2015 will in which she is listed as the executor. Yeah, but they, geez, they broke up and filed for divorce like three times since, mm-hmm. you know, between, they had a very, you know, at the, their, their relationship, but she's the mother of his two children, of his boys yep, and yep. two of his older kids died. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and what Sean is contesting, she's saying she was completely excluded from the revised will and that Larry King's son, Larry Jr. was appointed as the new administrator. Well, and she contested the validity of the document and Larry Jr. being named the estate. Because he was living with Larry Jr. and not living with his wife. <sighs> and he did change his will. Yeah. Which people tend to do that when they're separated from their spouse. Yeah. And spouses <laughs> that you may be getting a divorce from. So. Right. Look at Rick Okasek. Yes. And Paulina Porskova. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Ugh, messy, messy stuff. The Scream franchise is trying to deal with the 21st century. That would be spoiler alerts, leaks, talk online by having multiple scripts, multiple endings and multiple edits in order to stop potential spoilers from being leaked. Wow. That's a... Do people care that much about it still? <laughs> I mean, thank I mean, you. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I remember, like, my kids were the Scream characters in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. So this is being reported by uh, that uh, wonderful periodical, Bloody Disgusting. Oh, that one. Lori, <laughs> why don't you read that more often? I do sometimes read mm-hmm. that website. <laughs> so they're saying that the studio that's making Scream 5, yes, they have confirmed this, that there are multiple cuts of the movie, that there are multiple scripts ahead of the film's release in 2022 but you know to your point julia is this really something that people are that invested in not anymore not anymore no no i don't know really well listen there's a lot of places that people can go to put blind items i think a dumois okay you know it's kind of some things and like a movie like that they really don't want it to be spoiled but they they also want to play the game of All planting right. some All of right. these Fine. stories sure. All right. to take advantage of the nostalgia and the fact that horror movies always usually do pretty good. And if they're franchise and they got a good plan, it'll do gangbusters. Yeah, as long as there are horny teenagers yes. looking for something That's to do, right. scary movies will always be making a buck. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Uh, did you guys watch Jessica Simpson on the Today Show? Today? Today? Today. I no. didn't see her. I okay. Well, she was on today. 
And she was talking about that photograph of herself in those high-waisted jeans from 2009. When we all learn, don't ever be up on a stage and let anyone take the uplift picture. She was teeny at the time. She was teeny. She addressed this in her book. What did she say? Well, she said that she wanted to be a recluse after that photograph was Mm -hmm. published and not go out of the house. You know, to your guys' point... That she was beautiful in that photograph, and it's the outfit of the high waisted jeans, the leopard belt, which is totally in. Yes, right now, I, I remember looking at it and thinking, God, that's what I look like in high school. Oh, yeah, it's very groovy, <laughs> and it never has really gone out of style. Not I really. feel like flare pants always just kind of hang out, yeah, in the background. they do, they do, yeah. And now, Tina Simpson talking about this too, spe- talking about the hard time that she had watching her daughters be criticized and judged for their looks. She said, I had to be honest to me, this was the hardest thing with Jessica. She said, was the criticism of her weight because of the way people judged her at the time, mm-hmm. yeah, Jeez. because you know, and it is one of those things too. And uh, Julia, you read Open Book. I did. I loved it. And you loved it. And she said that was horrible. Yeah. And, you know, I think that we, we're definitely in a different time in conversations about that. And so, you know, looking back at how that affected people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah, looking at this photograph now, she's got the cute gold hoop earrings. She she looked, she looked darling. She I, looked, I remember when that picture came out, Julia and I were like, well, what? why is anyone photographing up? And then right. we went off into this whole thing. It was such a 70s look. You know that we liked. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks, Holly. You're welcome. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, normally we would not be so rude and bad mannered to have a vintage scandal on the day that somebody has died, but because it is Bernie Madoff and he passed away in prison today, and he, of course, uh, ran the biggest Ponzi scheme in U.S. history, defrauding. Thousands of people of an estimated $64 billion. And, but when this all happened, Rocco, when he was arrested, when all of this happened, we were were obsessed obsessed with this story. Oh, yeah. It was the housing, when the housing market, 2008. Yeah. That happened in like September. And this, he went, I think this went down in like November. June. Yeah. He was arrested in November. In November. Yeah. And he was given house arrest, a $10 million bond. And then he was. Sentence in June of 2009 to like 150 years in prison. In prison, and then we found out so many things. So, so he, it is the biggest Ponzi scheme. And basically, simply put, a Ponzi scheme is taking money from one thing to pay someone else. Someone off, else, and, and you're just floating. You're floating people's money, and then yeah. when they all wanted it after the housing bubble burst, he didn't have it to give to them. Yeah. So he and, and he and, was giving huge returns. Right. And 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 you had to be invited to get in. Yep. And some of the people lost absolutely everything. everything. At least three people took their lives after he uh uh you know, after they realized they weren't getting their money back after his arrest and his arrest, his sons turned him in. Mm-hmm. And after his arrest, his adult son died by suicide and his other son died of lymphoma and and tragic just tragic so some of the things okay so one of the reasons that he um he he tried to get out of prison like a year and a half ago because he was in failing health kidney failure kidney failure Mm -hmm. and he wanted to get out and he 
told the judge, you know, that he there was in a day in prison and he'd served 11 years uh, that he did, didn't regret the pain, which, of course, that's what you're that's what you say. But the judge denied him mm-hmm. and just said, you have a hundred and fifty years. You're 50 not getting years. out after 11. Yeah. And the number of victims, 37,000 victims, mm. 136 countries. Almost $65 billion, and it went on for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And yes, the adult sons uh, turned him in, and some of the celebrity people that some of them were burned. Were, Kevin Bacon and yep. Kira Sedgwick, they talked out loud about all the they money did? they lost. Steven Spielberg, former New York Mets owner Fred Wilpon, and Nobel Peace Prize winner Eli um Wiesel, yeah. Wiesel. Wiesel. Oh, mm-hmm. there's no L on my little story mm-hmm. here. But, um, uh, and he, uh, like, made off how he was able to do this is that way long ago at the beginning of his career, so he studied political science and then then law, and he started Madoff Investment Securities in the early 60s. And he brought in his younger brother peter mm-hmm. his wife ruth did the books mm-hmm. the accounting and when his kids were old enough he hired them too and in the beginning he bought and sold penny stro- uh, stocks he was mm-hmm. very good at it yep. and it was legal but people really looked down on people with penny stocks and it's how a lot of people get in to the market sometimes with different things like right now you can only buy marijuana as a penny stock right because it's not federal. Right. So you can Federally only buy approved. penny stock. Right. I talked to my dad about, mm-hmm. you know, the cannabis penny stock. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, but in the 1970s, when the practice of penny stocks became bigger on legal, on bigger trades, Madoff started making a name for himself on Wall Street. And that is when he befriended federal regulators, which would then become crucial as to how he evaded them. And um, he said that the fraud only began in the 1990s after the Gulf War, which he said screwed up the market. And he thought it would just be this short term thing mm-hmm. that he would do. He told this to CNBC in an email. So he just thought it was going to be. Said, Let me down. just cover some bases here. Because the Gulf War, you yeah. know, we're going to. And authority said, no, no, no. It went back to the mid 80s and in the early 90s Madoff himself was the chair of Nasdaq not once not twice but three different right. times <laughs> and uh, his coziness really just allowed him to just run Have freedom free mm-hmm. yes and when the SEC the Stocks and Exchange Commission mm-hmm. uh investigated reported irregularities or they looked at suspicious transactions coming from his office he would assure them that he had everything under control and he would always have a believable explanation and they always believed him and never went any further right and after his arrest an entire overhaul of the sec was made so that this would never happen again and um uh some other things it was uh you know he also tried to say um several years ago he gave an interview that it was a nightmare for him he wished that he'd been caught earlier mm-hmm. and um but prison cellmates and guards where he was said he was completely unrepentant the whole 12 years um he just kind of bragged about it mm-hmm. how easy it was and um 
Yeah, like well, a, they had quite the lifestyle. A billionaire, this yeah. bi- French billionaire, took his own life mm. because uh, he lost so much money, and um, and uh, and then also that guy's money manager took his own life, and then Madoff's eldest son, Mark, took his own life in the New York City apartment. And according to sources uh, closest to Bernie at the time in prison, that he just, Bernie just, I mean, he that's when it really became well, real for Well, the sons him. were so, you know, it's they kind of funny. They never talked to their dad again no, after ever. they turned him in. They, they were so accused that they knew, and everyone hated the kids, kids and Ruth. Yes. Everyone hated the wife who had been out of the system forever, and they hated the kids and believed, how were you not involved? You worked right there. They worked on a different floor. Their dad kept it covered from them. Um, Everyone thought they were guilty, and so they'd walk around with shame because 37,000 people lost money. Yeah. And I've watched documentaries and specials on the kids and you just your heart bled for these kids they really didn't they know. didn't they one didn't took his know. life and the other one ends up dying of cancer and right. then the mom is never talked to the husband she visited a couple times when he was in jail after her son died yeah, she never she visited just stopped. him again she just stopped because you ruined all of our lives you're lying and then the tv show damages did if you've never watched that it's on hulu oh, it's amazing it has five seasons but there's a season specifically about bernie, bernie Madoff and a ponzi scheme and it's just so unbelievable and there were movies made you know robert de niro was in one there were four movies the wizard made. of lies with uh, de niro and michelle pfeiffer and then Madoff, which was richard dreyfus and blythe danner and then on amazon chasing Madoff as a documentary it's and- a it's a Story that you'd want to watch. And the other thing is we interviewed a lady who wrote Brown Bag Lady. She wrote a book. Yes. And we had her on our show and she lived in Florida. She lost absolutely everything. Yeah. And it was her story about how she was getting through every day being broke. And she got like... It was like you were a special invitation, and so you had to was, know somebody to get into his right. Fund. And he play, had, and so there was a there lot, were a lot of, of people in Twin Cities here, yes, I think, who got hit. Yes, and I, re- I remember his uh, Mark, the, the his son who who died by suicide. It, that would I remember she did an interview, and she said her husband, who worked at the firm with his father since he got out yep. of college, um, she told ABC. He couldn't get out. He was so betrayed and hurt by Bernie. He just couldn't reconcile how he didn't know something was going on. And that his father could lie like that for so many years. I hate Bernie Madoff. If I saw him right now, I'd spit in his face and tell him you were responsible for your son taking his life. It's a really tragic tale. Very, very. And Mark and Andrew turned their father in and Bernie begged them when they, I don't know how they found out, um, but he begged him, let me have 24 hours to get things in order. Mm -hmm. And they said no. Yeah. And And then they were just shunned. They were just treated like pariahs. Yeah. It's really and 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 Ruth is the one who stuck by him and and she did an interview, if you remember, sixty minutes. Ruth Madoff herself, and she talked about that she and Bernie had a suicide pact. Mm-hmm, you're right on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. after that November arrest that they were going to take their lives. I don't know who I who I didn't know whose idea it was. We both looked at each other and we just took a bunch of pills, but we woke up the next day. But I remember a lot of people were mad at her, but 
She was like, well, I, you know, I mean, he had a long time affair with this woman who wrote about it, this Cheryl Weinstein. He had a, he had a mistress for 16 years mm. who wrote a book after Bernie went to prison. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she, she just, she always just had kind of like she knew that her husband cheated on her, but yet he gave her this beautiful life and everyone seemed charmed and knew right. him. And so she was like, she didn't know she, that she had a Jekyll Hyde. Right. Even though she knew about the cheating, but she's like, I can overlook that for the five houses. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. right or whatever right. her reasons right. might be, or didn't it's, want to disturb her family. If you haven't, if you don't know the story or it's, it's, it's wild, it's, wild, wild, wild. It and really is. And tra- it just unbelievable. Rocco, and, and those are of, some good. One of the victims, shows. one of the victims, New York hedge fund executive Charles Murphy, whose fund lost fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it was this his hedge fund. Yeah, he jumped from the twenty fourth floor of the Sofitel in hmm. New York City. That's how he took his life. Yeah, I mean, another guy, that French guy, he lost a billion dollars. Hmm. He was a billionaire, and um, anyway, and they've been able to get. Uh, you know, some of the money back, but geez, they found assets in France, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Spain, Gibraltar, Bermuda, Bahama, Bahamas. And uh, yeah, it's, it was all over the place. But people have gotten some of the money back. And now Ruth Madoff, people know that she got to keep her one house in the Hamptons, she which did. is worth $3.5 million. So she's going to have a couple of days of publicity mm-hmm. about that. Again. And I would advise her to just turn off everything. Yeah. You know. People kind of forget about it. I mean, she lost everything, too. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Both of her sons. All right. Listen, yep. that's our vintage scandal. When we come back, it's a chef's surprise. On your mind. Who are we listening to? Oh, Loretta Lynn. That's a great, that's a great song. Don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind. That's hard to do. Words to live by, you know? I think they're hard to do sometimes. I right. know, but like if you've, yeah. got a, if you've got a drunk man or woman oh, in your yeah. life and they come home and they want loving and they're just wasted. And they stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and maybe stink of another person. No. Oh, Look at you. Always, well, always taking it one step but further. But that's what Loretta that, was singing about. You bet. Oh, crying yeah. out loud. All right, I've got a couple breaking news stories. All right, All right so Sharon Osbourne is um, doing her first Post the Talk interview. It's going to be this Friday night on um, HBO's Real Time with Bill Maher. Oh. And he is going to be... He'll, worried. The top of the show, it'll be a solo interview with the two, and then he's got other guests, and I don't know if she'll stay and this be on the panel. This is what he always does. He always has one... He does his little opening monologue, because yep. I watch the show every Saturday. It's taken, sadly, the place of Fashion Police. As my Saturday morning show. It used to be Fashion Police, Rocco. We watched that because it would be taped on Friday night. We would be out on Friday night and it would be like, have your cup of coffee. Anyway, so he has a solo guest. He does his monologue. Then he has a solo guest and it can be like a couple of weeks ago. It was that the guy, the statistician or we played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then he has his panel. But Bill has been on this real thing about woke cancel culture. And I hope he does his homework with Sharon because Sharon didn't get canceled by woke people. 
Sharon canceled herself because she was a bully. She was a bully and trying to defend something that she wasn't even understanding what she was defending. It was just upset, upset that that her friend would be called racist instead of just like saying, well, was his behavior racist? And so she comes on and they have this whole, oh, it's the woke police and it's canceled and First Amendment and free speech. B.S. And I'm going to tweet, Bill. All right. Good to know. All right. So yeah. did you get that one, Rocco? Yeah. Got but it. I mean, it it'll really will bug me because I know. Yep. he last weekend. I don't watch him anymore. Went used- off on a thing about Hollywood. Sometimes I just think he is always looking to scold in a way oh. about something. You know, and now he's like trying. I mean, how many ways is he going to bring up that he got canceled on politically incorrect Correct. at HBO after nine right. eleven? That was twenty years ago, right? Okay, get over it. Get over it. You're still on HBO and, with your own show, right? Or whatever politically, yeah. it might have been Comedy Center. Yeah, I can't remember what his show was on, but um, anyway, right. I hope he goes deeper on it because the deeper thing on that was Pierce Morgan's relentless misogynistic abusive. Yes. Yes. Uh, treatment about yes. Meghan Markle. That's, well, we'll see. Yeah, so, so we'll you'll see. watch it and you'll tell us. I'll watch it Saturday All morning. Right, Casey has totally dropped out of that show. Yeah, I don't Do you like ever it. watch it, Rocco? Which one? Bill Maher. Real, real uh, time with Bill Maher? Yeah, I gave I up on to. him a while back. You did? I, I quit. Because why? He just, he's a blowhard. He's, he's, he's negative. Too, way too negative. And I get sick of, I can't take people arguing about stuff anymore. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't watch a lot of the housewives, because I don't like the fighting. Oh, Julia. All right, let's go back here. So Deadline, the other thing that <laughs> okay, they reported, and we didn't know this was happening, Pam and Tommy, a limited series based on the true story behind the release of the first ever viral video in history, the sex tape of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, um, is going to be on Hulu. It's what? a limited series, and so here's what we know about it so far: is Pepsi Sungia? She's on nine one one and Thriller. Okay, and Andrew Dice, Dice Clay are both going to be starring in it, and it, it is she's going to play Melanie, Pam's best friend and wingwoman. Okay, and confident, and strong, and she becomes overprotective when bad boy rock star Tommy Lee takes a liking to her best friend. But we don't know who Tommy Lee and Pam. We don't know yet. Clay been. will portray Butchie, a mob guy, but not a mob guy. Butchie's malevolence is a matter of fact, and he's. Tired of what you said before. I've finished without saying it. Blah, 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 blah. I don't even know what you said. I don't there. even know what any of that means. But here's who else is in it. Um, the showrunner is DeVentis. Um, Craig Gillespie directs and also executive produces with Rogan. Evan Goldberg, James Weaver, Alex Matee. We don't know any of these, people, any of these people. But here's what I'm thinking. James Franco and Dave Franco are associated with it. I bet he plays Tommy Lee. No. You don't think so? No. But I think of like the act, which was on Hulu, and yes. that was based on a real life story. Patricia yes. Arquette won an Emmy, I think, yes, for she it. did. And that was like a six or might have been an eight episode thing where it was just based on this true thing. And that was very well done for Hulu. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah, if they if they get the cast. Okay, right, here we go. Here who's who's playing who? Sebastian Stan. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, is playing Tommy Lee. Oh. Lily James is playing Pamela Anderson. What? Seth Rogen, which she'll dye her hair, is playing Rand Galther, and Nick Offerman is playing uh, Uncle Milty. 
I'm Dominic Westberg, and I'll find out about her playing Pamela Anderson. He's never going to stay married to that Irish broad. You know what I mean? Because she could, they're going to, I can see it now. Okay. With the wig and the th- the eyebrows, it talks she's got yeah. a tiny little waist and they'll make her boobs look bigger because they'll use padded bras yeah. and, um, you know, water, you know, they're going to make her look mm-hmm. real busty. Oh, this is going to, Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. now I see it. Okay, Lily. yep. But poor Dominic West, he's going to be gnashing his teeth. He can <laughs> no, never he talk to her again. He, and he can never watch this. No, and he can never watch this. No, he's there's eight episodes. There's eight episodes. He is going to have to go. I didn't know that was being made. I felt like that was kind of like hey, a little, Julia, little nugget of fun. I like it. See, this is rock. Oh, Donnie always looked for casting stuff like and this. And we would, it would be like, we don't care because that's happening in five years. But sometimes it was really fun. It is fun to know that. Yeah. So when will we see this show? There's, Pam and Don. They're just still casting. Yeah, I got it. Well, I like Sebastian Stan. Yep. And with the right wig on him and all the fake tattoos. And he's tall enough. I like it. All right. There we go. All right. Well, two out of three of us here have seen that video. I tried <laughs> so I know Rocco hard. Has, and I know Rocco I have. went, we sat at my house one night and we tried to find it. You got to pay money. Yeah. That was joyous. At my time, I'm it. talking like 2007. We I tried know. so hard to find it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great night. Job done. Off you go.